Okay, awesome. Well, I could just I could just sit down, but right, I'm not. Uh, man, that's a good one, isn't it? This morning, I love that parable because man, there's just so much truth jam packed into that one little parable. You read that, and you're always like those self righteous jabroni Pharisees. Am I right, guys? I mean, time and time again in the Gospels. Those guys are just throwing stones, talking smack, right? Jesus always has to humbly put them back in their place, right? Those whitewashed tombs. Um, Yeah, they're just always accusing others, looking down their noses, persecuting Jesus' followers, right? Busy with their temple duties. I don't know about you guys, but I am so thankful that I'm not like those Pharisees. Are you with me? Some of you guys will catch up later. <laughs> this is our temptation, isn't it? Once in the, in the very act of reading scripture this way, we ourselves become kind of like the Pharisees, right? Ironically, the humble way to read a text like this is to be willing to see yourself possibly as a Pharisee. To entertain the thought that something in me might be kind of like the Pharisee in this story, right? There's, uh, because of the nature of this parable, there's, there's a lot of images and culture and society that, that remind us of this story, right? And even just in our discussion, like, I feel like so many things were just lining up a few minutes ago. And, you know, I was just going to, like, not uh, do anything this morning, but just watch Les Mis because uh, it's, well, one, the best movie of all time. Uh, am I right? Hugh Jackman version. Okay, just that one. But Liam Neeson's pretty good, but there's no music. But, um, but yeah, it's just so good. I mean, this is the story of uh, the convict, Jean Valjean, and he, uh, he, esca- or he doesn't escape. He finally gets out, but like he can never escape the ghost of his past, but he turns into like this just amazing person, so repentative, doing so many good things in the world. And then over here, you got Javert, and he is the righteous one. He's following all the rules, and just he can't stand Jean Valjean because, right, he's a convict, right? Anyway, so good. Am I right? Wow. And then, right, earlier this week, we're watching this episode of Seinfeld, and um, Elaine is there with her boyfriend. She's driving her boyfriend's car, and all the presets on the radio station are Christian, like Christian rock. And she's like, he's a Christian, right? And then she, like, finds this out and confronts him about it. He's like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. And she, and then he, and then he's like, yeah, I'm going to heaven, but, uh, you know, you're, you're probably going to hell. And, uh, and, and she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're probably going to go to hell. You kind of do all these things. And she's like, she gets so upset that he's been a Christian this whole time and believes that she's going to hell, but, she, but he's never tried to convert her. He's like, never tried. She's like, you've never tried to save me? Like, you think I'm going to hell and you've never tried to save me? You know, and then, and then they go see, like, the priest about it or the, the rabbi or whoever they're, they're seeing. <laughs> I think it's like, it does, none, of, none of it makes sense. But um, anyway, and then he's like, 
then he's like, oh yeah, you guys, you guys are kind of like living in sin together. You're both going to hell. And the, and the, and the guy's like, what? You know? Anyway, it's everywhere. Uh, so here's the, yeah, let's, we're going to jump into the text. Verse 9. Jesus told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. To some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous. Think about that. And regarded others with contempt. Jesus tells a parable that if you think about it, each and every one of us can relate to, right? Because our stories all intersect here. We've all been Pharisees at some point in our lives here, right? But here's the deal. Like, we, we kind of hope, uh, we all hope to trust in ourselves in a way, right, that we are righteous. It's kind of a goal, right, to, to get to a place where you know you are good because you actually are good, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's fine thing. It's not a bad thing, right? Uh, but I wonder if some of the fall is, is present here in this language, right? Like, trusting in. Trusting in ourselves, our self. It's kind of interesting to think about, right? How safe is it to trust in ourselves. Zach's losing it. I don't know. He's got something. Inside joke. How safe is it to trust in ourself? Right? You know, in a time when we often believe that, that we can find whatever solutions that we need to our problems if we're willing to, like, mine deeper. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, if I can just do a little bit more therapy, a little bit more self-discovery, if I can just mine a little deeper within myself, I can find the solutions to everything that's going on, everything that's wrong, right? But what does it mean that we might be willing to confess that I need something beyond myself? I need something someone bigger than myself. I, I think, you know, I think this is a little bit of a touchy topic in 2022. Am I right? We're quick to say that any version of myself is a right version. And I realize perhaps I might run the risk of sounding a little old, like a condemning preacher or something, to even suggest that there might be a version of myself or a part of myself that is not currently in right relationship with others or with God this morning. So here's what we're going to have to do this morning. We're going to have to get out the list. You know the list. At the risk of it being extremely vulnerable, we've got to get out the list. The unspoken list of all the reasons why you're righteous this morning. So there's two columns. There's two columns in your handout. And on the right column, uh, I seriously want us to take a moment, write to yourself, sit at your table, take your paper, take your pen if you can, and, uh, or you're welcome to do this in your heart if you can do it that way, and note why am I a good person? Why, how do I know how and why am I a righteous person, right? 
Why am I a person who is in right relationship with others and, and God this morning? This is not a shaming exercise in no way, shape, or form. This is not a toot-your-own-horn exercise, but I hope that this can be sort of a prayerful exercise for us this morning, where let's just, let's just take a pulse with God right now. How might I be doing things right, right? It's a good thing, it's a good thing to know. So I want, I'm going to leave just a minute or two, okay, and I want you guys to just sort of mar- marinate on that. So let's just take, let's just take a minute or two uh, just for fun and just kind of think about I'm not going to ask anyone to share uh, any of these things. So, um, yeah, just take a minute and think about it. Yeah, so um, <clears throat> earlier this week, uh, it, was, it was early morning, and in the general chaos of getting uh, the kids ready for school, right, our, our mornings, like, like six out of seven mornings in our house, a little bit crazy, and... Um, yeah, and so the kids are getting ready for school. Emily and I are getting ready for life, and, uh, you know, it's just like, and there's like an hour to do it all, and um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it can be a little bit hectic, and uh, so uh, not, not a year ago, but several months ago, we finally implemented a list of, like, responsibilities that are on our <laughs> fridge, and uh, we have, uh, it kind of tells you who's supposed to be doing what on what day uh, kind of situation. And um, so we have, a, we have a BOD, we have a beginning of day chore, Emily and I do, we have an EOD, we have an end of day chore, and we just sort of divvy up things depending on what day, but it's kind of hard to remember uh, who, who's doing what on what day. And so... Uh, Emily had uh, several, uh, several ladies coming over to the house that morning for a meeting that happens at our house like once a month, right? And, uh, and so that's kind of that's coming and ensuing, and, and, and then I'm getting the kids ready, getting ready to take them out and drop them off to school and go to work and that whole kind of thing. And, uh, and so the house, uh, there's, there's like some dishes in the sink. The house is like clean but not clean, dirty but not dirty, and, and that sort of thing, and so it's not, it's not too bad, uh, and so, but Emily was like, hey, are you going to do your beginning of day chore before you leave, because we've got these, got these ladies coming over, and, uh, and, and in my head, right, in my head when she asked that, I just knew, I just knew she was, she was trying to get me to wash all those dishes that were in the sink from the night before, and I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was a little chuffed already because we had, uh, we had like chili mageddon in our kitchen the night before. And, uh, and, and already because there's dishes in the sink meant that somebody didn't quite finish their end of day chore the day before. Are you with me now? And uh, anyway, so I was like, she's trying to get me to wash those dishes. And so I was like, I was a little chuffed and I was coming in a little hot and a little defensive. <laughs> she's like, what are you about to say? And uh, yeah, and a, and, a little, and a little negative, right? Uh, so I'm like getting ready to sort of stand on the battlefield of righteousness uh in defense and so because because i had planned to do my beginning of day chore when i got home later that morning at 11 which is still kind of the beginning of the day are you with me and so anyway so meanwhile i'm like oh you know 
and I kind of glance over at the fridge, and I'm looking at the list, beginning day chore, and I was like, let's see, Tuesday, oh, oh, it was like, put, put the few dry dishes away that are on the counter, and in my head, I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's not bad, yeah, put a few dishes away on the, on the counter, but because I had already like put like the warrior blue paint on my face and stood on the battlefield with William Wallace, I was like, you know what I'm saying, like my ego was like, bro, you got to keep this up now, this train's moving, you know, and I was like, well, I'm not loving this, but I'll do this, you know, as I'm putting a few mugs away, like, but... But I don't like all this pressure on my beginning of day chore, you know. And uh, it's, it's just like a million different things like that in life. You know what I'm saying? Like you just, like your ego's like, you got to keep this up, bro. It's somewhat comical, right? But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh man, Zach and I. Yeah, there's, there's so much truth there, right? It's like the very moment that we are so sure that we are the one in the right we are going to stand here for our own honor and defend our ground because no one else is going to defend our honor or our ground. And we look over and see that maybe we're just not, right? We're just not quite the right ones here if we're willing to receive it. Man, I don't know about you guys, but I love Proverbs. There's so many good Proverbs. If you don't get in the Proverbs regularly, you got to get you some verbs. Proverbs 15, I think this one's maybe on the next page in your handout. The ear that listens to life-giving reproof will dwell among the wise. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. But he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. The fear of the Lord is instruction in wisdom. And humility comes before honor. Proverbs 12 says, Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge. But he who hates reproof is stupid. Proverbs 12, it's in there. But this one though, Proverbs 29 verse 1. He who is often reproved yet stiffens his neck, will suddenly be broken beyond healing. Whew. Have mercy. Well, there's a part two to this litmus test, and it goes like regarding others with contempt. He told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and regarded others with contempt. So here's a question. Who are you holding in contempt this morning? Who are you holding in contempt? So we're going to do this one more time. Once you get out your list, we're on the left side. And I want you to pray and I want you to think, who, what am I holding in contempt this morning? Again, let's, let's make a safe space. This is safe. This is a prayerful space for us. Let's think about this. I'm going to take, we're just going to take a minute here and I want you to think about this question. Who are the people, where are the people you're holding in contempt? Some of you might have to dig deep. 
others, this might be easy. Holding others with contempt, it's kind of an easy thing to do, right? We're, we're just a minute ago in our discussion, right, as like talking about like uh, traffic. I feel like, I feel like 50% of all good discussion groups uh, like go to traffic. And uh, it's just like, you realize how much time you spend in your car. And uh, it's like, you know, it's like someone cuts you off and then you're like, oh yeah, okay, we'll see where that gets you, you know, and then all of a sudden you got in a race on Bradley Parkway. That's never happened. Um, yeah, holding others in content, right? It, it, it's, it almost comes natural, right? It's like when you are, you, you are doing the right thing, right? I mean, you're, you're doing it. You know it, you're doing it, you're doing the good thing, you're doing your part, right? You're following all the rules, you're showing up, you're offering your sacrifices, and, and then there are those others over there who they're not even trying, right? They're not doing their part, they're not even showing up, and they're for sure not sacrificing anything, it's no secret this morning that you're going to have to try pretty darn hard this morning not to hold those folks in contempt. Are you with me? Because, man, but you see, when your focus becomes on what you're doing right, on the list and on the score, right? In some ways, this is kind of a parable about focus, you sort of read it, and I, and I wanted us to kind of see a little bit of the physicality of that parable of just this Pharisee there in the center. It says, by himself, and the tax collector off to the side, right? Not even able to look up, right? There's something going on here even with the bodies uh, uh, in this parable, right? Focus. So we've had no uh, shortage of... Uh, good times and qualms with our oldest child lately, which uh, if any of you know, you know. And uh, so not, not a huge surprise there. She's strong. She's strong. She gets it honest. And, uh, and we've officially hit the stage of there's not enough bathroom for everyone, uh, which is really uh, there's not enough mirror for everyone. Uh, and, and so... Um, the other morning, stories like brushing your hair in the bathroom, and, and I gotta be honest, guys, do you really need a mirror for that? I mean, it's just, you just feel your way through it. I mean, but uh, anyway, so I, I was like, we're all trying to get ready. Daily's gotta brush your teeth. Would you mind just going in mommy and daddy's room and using that mirror, brush your hair, and uh, so Daily can brush her teeth and we can just keep this thing going. And so she goes in there, she's like, God, you're making me move. And, uh, I was like, okay, cool, cool. Well, that lasted all the two minutes because Emily was like, okay, honey, I need this space because I got to get ready. And she was like, could you just go brush your hair in the hallway? And you could hear it. It was like the bagpipes of war where, where they were tuning up. And it was just, I mean, seconds later, we're talking screams and door slamming and tears, right? Treats were lost on the battlefield uh, for two days. And it was just, it was gnarly. Uh, are you with me, right? And what, what story heard in that was that 
there was not enough room for her and nobody cared about what she wanted and she was just trying to exist and of course right as parents we step back and you're like no what this is this is like there are four people who live here in this small space who are all trying to get ready in the next 20 minutes together simultaneously right and we've all got we've all got stuff we've got to get done and you're just like what angle are you seeing things from are you with me this morning this is part of our earliest life lessons that we all have to go through right that this whole universe may or may not be orbiting around me literally as i'm like jotting notes down for this message i'm sitting in stay golden and there's this mother with this two-year-old just carrying her son in and he is literally his legs are doing this and he's like ah! and she's just like just going to get some coffee you know and it's just like you know it's like yep there it is we're all still just being carried in aren't we like I mean, man, focus. You know, I, I wonder if the only way we'll actually be able to see others is if we can't just see God first, right? And once that occurs, we're finally able to see others through a heart of compassion rather than contempt. See, the Pharisee prays this prayer while focusing on all those sinners, right? Those thieves and rogues, I love that, adulterers, even like this tax collector. Meanwhile, the tax collector, his prayers are contrite toward God. Here's the thing this morning. We're going we're to land this plane. The more people you hold with contempt, the more you hold your own heart with contempt. For as long as you keep others captive, so will you keep yourself captive. There is no such thing as freeing others without first freeing yourself. And there is no such thing as condemning others without condemning yourself. Marinate on that. This is why in the very prayer that Jesus teaches us to pray, it says, you know what? Forgive us our debts, Lord, as we forgive our debtors. Because the whole thing has always been the whole thing, right? Our healing and forgiveness has always been bound up with the community, right? That our hearts will never be light if we are always busy keeping everyone else's score. Because if we choose to keep score in the world, so our score will be kept. The measure you use will be the measure poured out to you, right? It's, 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 it's why Jesus is like, hey, you know, before you can come offer your sacrifice at the altar, you got to go talk to your brother or your sister, right? And then come back, right? Because no one's score is that good, right? So, so good luck. Who do you need to release from captivity this morning? 
Who might you need to release from captivity this morning so that you might re-enter right relationship with God and with everyone else? But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but was beating his breast and saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. There it is right there. God, be merciful to me, a sinner. There's so much going on in those few words. Jesus said, I tell you, this man went down to his home justified rather than the other. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, but all who humble themselves will be exalted. Go for miles on that. Today, may your assumptions and labels about others be disrupted. And may you receive the invitation to interrogate even yourself. And may we find our prayers and our hearts open, confessional, and pointing to our loving God this morning. Who is the one who renews and restores and reconciles? So let me offer a prayer for us. To close, uh, perhaps a prayer to think about what if that Pharisee had prayed something different. And I hope that you'll, you'll pray this with me. Lord, forgive me for how I've trusted in my own self rather than you. Lord, forgive me for how I've held others with contempt. Lord, forgive me for all the ways in which I've kept score. Lord, forgive me for how I've been so certain that I'm in the right place and others in the wrong place. Lord, allow my ego to be burst. Lord, help me to be willing to change myself and my image in order that it may conform more to your image. Lord Jesus, you are the only and true righteous one. There is no other. And in trusting in the Father, you are willing to yourself be held in contempt rather than holding others in contempt in order that all, even your accusers, might come to be in right relationship with you. Lord, help us to do the same. Amen.